You are listening to Is There an Echo in Here? A podcast about Echo and the Bunnymen. Everybody, welcome back. Greetings, friends. Um, there's a little excitement in the air this week. I feel a little tingle. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Because you know what's happening in like a few days, shame. We're going to see Echo and the Bunnymen in see them. Atlanta. See them, okay? But in first, and, and so will you. In your respective large city, wherever you are. In the United States and Canada, that is. Yes, that's that's right. So it's exciting, but first let's just say what this show is, okay? It truly is, no joke, a podcast about Echo and the Bunnymen. The four blokes from Liverpool. And yeah, and it's a, so the whole premise of this thing is Echo and the Bunnymen is my favorite band. And what I like to do um, every couple of months or so <laughs> is come into my partner's studio who, you know, this guy, he's a musician. He has a little studio in our basement and he's got some recording re- equipment and he's got some hopes and dreams and projects and ideas and, you know, passages of songs that he wants to play and execute and bring out into the world that's right what i like to do every so often is come down here and interrupt that and say hey with this stop stop that stop it i got something wonderful experience (laughs) very important to do right now i get to participate in (laughs) so set up those mics and my i take his little M audio, she plug it into in my computer. She says, "Hey, it's time to do our podcast with and our you, one crappy like, rusty mic." Oh wait, no, let's roll. We have new mics now. We got that one. We used to have a. We started, man. When we started, it was <laughs> one rusty mic that we just sat close to. Now we got. Look at us now. Look at us now. We got windscreens on an SM57 and an SM58 going. <laughs> yeah. So that's the premise, you know, that I come in here and interrupt him. But what I like to ask him. At the top of each show right now, I'm watching him frantically respond to emails. But I like to ask him, when I come into his studio, what was I interrupting tonight? Oh, (laughs) well, (laughs) I was uh, organizing the studio a little bit. I got this great idea that I should put my amp on the other wall. The opposite wall that it was on. And then the guitars will go to the other wall where the amp was. And that somehow that that would work out better to keep my electrical guitar uh, accoutrement set up so I can walk over and always have it ready to go, but it won't take up as much space in the room. That was that was what I was doing. I was kind of just envisioning and reordering and then That's questioning, what you were doing. questioning whether this, as I got into it, whether this was a good idea, but... Oh. oh yeah, it looks better in here. There's, I have a little more space over here. I just realized well, I don't really not for long because some other shit's gonna go there. But that's <laughs> that's kind of what I was doing. I was trying to like 
take control of my space. I'm, I want to. We get... moved again, everybody. We moved again. You might have noticed a little another gap. Um, you know, you would think after we got an interview with Will Sargent that we would just be like really putting <laughs> out the content, the riding the wave. Well, nope, nope. What we did instead was move houses. And let's be honest, Shane, that's what you were doing. But like, there are so many other things that you and I would oh, like to be about doing. It. I got so much going on. We got. Listen, y'all. We adopted two dogs. We're insane. Okay. We have a shepherd mix and a pit bull puppy. And I am, um, yeah, we are. We're drowning, man. Like Will. We wanted two dogs also, you know. But we don't have a bunch of misty, um, what are they called? The Mountaintops. Yeah. Listen, um, we're so glad we're... you came. We have two dogs. We moved. We're not resting on our laurels. No. Right? Like after the Will interview, we're not like, wow, it's time to take a break. No. Uh, we really um, love we're, to We're We're having this. nervous breakdowns. Yeah. And we're, we're just we're barely uh, making figuring it, it all out here. Right? In, this, in this life. I mean, just, but we're fine. Like, we're okay, you know? It's better just, to look good than to feel good. be assured, you know, that um, we are in good health. Everyone's okay. Just, just something sucks right now. You know what I'm saying? We're just trying to... China. Figure out this dog life. <laughs> They're really quiet for some reason right now, which makes me, I wish I had a camera. Dead. I yeah, wish I had a camera up there right now that I could just like look we'll at. We need to get a camera yeah. with the money we don't have. Um, by the way, you know, we don't have ads in this podcast, but um, Shane is a musician. And he, he's not talking about it for some reason this week, but he did come out with a pretty badass album called oh, yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, It's called Liverpool. Mm-hmm. All right. After out. this, after the Echo and the Bunnymen, the place where they're from, you know, you yes. should check it out. Shane you Parrish. Should, you should Liverpool. because they're listen. They're I don't usually plug his stuff. Actually, there's a lot of like, you know, but I don't really. There's you know, there's like the free jazz. There's an improvisational. There's a uh, compositional g- guitar nerd thing that he does also. That that's you know interesting strange note choices and you know prog and he's got like a math rock band but like this liverpool album is one of those that if you like echo and the bunny men we didn't plan this we're not trying to like sell you shit you know but i do really and truly recommend getting it because if you like echo and the bunny Men, i feel like you'll like this album it's a bunch of renditions of sea shanties for acoustic no for just the guitar electric guitar for electric guitar yeah um that doesn't that's probably not a good selling point. It started with the acoustic. I'm so glad you went to the electric. Yeah. Thank you, Courtney. It's <laughs> nice when you like what I do. Uh, that's what I live for, man. I know. I like when you do stuff I like. Yeah. Um, I but like also, Shane, like hey, but I Shane's do. doing this Bill Orcutt um, thing, too, that I, I like that, too. He wrote... Come on, man. You got to tell him about this. Oh. Does anybody like... who? How many Bunnyman fans are into Bill Orcutt? Do they know who Bill Orcutt is? I don't know. Maybe okay. some. Okay. Call, write us in, the friends of the podcast, let us know, do you know who Bill Orcutt is? If you do and you care, we'll tell you about something. We'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about this exciting project. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. hey oh, it's a secret. All right, let's talk about, let's talk more about us. (laughs) Okay. Let's read this letter. All right, listen, we got a letter to read. I went and played a concert in Columbia, South Carolina a couple weeks ago, and I did, it was a solo concert. I did some singing, some songs I wrote, and it was really nice. It was at this gallery called If Art Gallery, and it was their last <laughs> concert. 
if you look at the words if and art written down or printed on their sign or a poster. Now imagine it all one word. Now imagine it all one word. Okay. If art, if art, I fart, I fart gallery. I'm sure that they're tired of hearing about that. And I hate to even say it. They did it on purpose. They had to do it on purpose. I'm. I think it's, it has to be, there's a tongue in cheek element to it. But everybody, yeah, nobody, I've never heard anybody in that scene <laughs> I don't know why acknowledge it. Like when I go there. Yeah, they're just like, it's. <laughs> and so I don't want to be the guy to do it. And I know that's like someone that might be listening to this for sure. And they're going to be, you know, that. Uh, they may know. They is know. it? Do they know? Is it a joke? Is the joke on us? I was standing out front the, when I went there the other day and I saw this family walk by and one of them, they had to stop and take a picture of the sign. You know what I mean? Like just. Like, they did it that's awesome yeah they did that on purpose anyway yeah it's a good it's a, anyway it was their last concert though uh the owner sadly passed away suddenly and so um and he was a great guy and they brought a lot of great music to columbia which is also a reason why you know you didn't want to ask at the time probably because you were there under well i had played there before and uh it just seems like a not a thing to bring up even yeah. though everyone else <laughs> No, like thinks it. I mean, I posted it on my Instagram, that, I know, and I got private you. messages. I got private messages asking me, "Is this place really called I Fart Gallery?" <laughs> you know. Uh, oh my. Anyway, oh, so but it was a beautiful place, and they did a lot of beautiful work, and I love them very much, and that's a beautiful scene. And I was standing there outside, and this guy came up. I was introduced to him by the guy Woody, who works at Papa Jazz Records. And curates concerts in Colombia. Who brought me there? And uh, this guy Eric came up, and I, he's a drummer, and he's friends with Woody. And they was introduced to me, and he said, "Oh, I just finished episode thirty-two of the podcast. Like he had just finished listening to our entire podcast." But it was cool because it was kind of like the podcast came to life in the real world. But uh, so yeah, it was cool. We were just really connected. We had a great conversation, and. Uh, Anyway, he wrote a letter, uh, like a week later, and to, to the wrote in. He wrote into the podcast after our conversation on the street because we talked at length about so cool. the podcast, but about the band and about our kids and just about music in general. And we had a re- we really hit it off. It was mm-hmm. you know it's like, and he was saying that sometimes when he listens to the podcast, like he actually would like just talk back to the podcast, and it made sense. We were just in a man. Tell him to come on the podcast. Come on we the podcast, anybody Eric. To but come we have on. well, he kind of is on the podcast because I'm about to read his letter. Read, but I'm so sorry, so, I haven't written you back. God. There's a lot of outstanding letters, and we'll, we'll, we will get to them eventually. We promise. But you know, um, yeah, I think these things take time. Oh, so we're not we're not we're not being aloof or blowing anyone. Just like off. dog training, you know. It just takes a while. It takes a while, uh, which is another thing. Patience, patience. All right. So anyway, I'm going to read this letter and then we're going to, okay. He wrote a letter. It says, so I was shopping at Papa Jazz in Columbia, South Carolina on record store day back in April. I had an Echo and the Bunnyman record under my arm. The record slinger at the counter, Woody, saw the Bunnyman LP and said, speaking of Echo and the Bunnyman, my friend does a podcast about them. You should check it out. And I was like, oh yeah, who's your friend? And he said, Shane Parrish. He plays experimental guitar. I've booked him a few times at If Art. <laughs> I said, I said, the guy from Aluchatistas does a podcast about Echo and the Bunnymen. I'm Bunny seven Men. years old. What is wrong with me? All right. I- and Woody said, 
This is important part you're interrupting, so I'm going to say it again. Listen, <laughs> I said the guy from Aluchatistas does a podcast about Echo and the Bunnymen. Very important. And Woody said, <laughs> indeed he does. And I told him my band from back in the day played a few shows with the Luchatistas in Asheville, North Carolina. What a sm- crazy small world. I just want to say, uh-huh. I never thought that like fans of Luchatistas would be like, oh, I'm going to listen to that podcast. And gain an appreciation for the actual greatest band ever. And I'm going to leave this That's not what happened rock here, in the That's dust. not what happened here I know. Yeah, yeah. But it's just kind of like, anyway, I'm just, I'm just saying that... Yes. Uh, that's a, He's it's a like, fan of Echo and the Bunnymen and a math rock band. Yeah, it's just saying worlds colliding they here. Do. For me. They do. Okay. They collide. Because I played, That's we played some shows together like eight, twenty man. years ago. All right, continuing. Thus began my immersion into your podcast, which I've just finished. Okay, I'm going to interrupt here. Just this is me talking. Record Store Day was in April. I played a concert. It was in July. So that means he listened to. The entirety of our podcast in like a two month span or something. You like could that. it's, it's totally yeah I know. but that's you know that's like thirty that's like thirty five hours. Hey, to, that's what out. I do. Yeah. Listen, I especially in my isolated um, life that I've created for myself, all I do is listen to a podcast, and I will listen to a five hour podcast, and I will just listen constantly. So I get you, man. I'm and I'm honored Eric. that we are of uh, you know some comfort to you that we are your podcast binge. Eric Greenwood from Columbia, South Carolina. Okay, so he says, Okay, thus began my immersion into your podcast, which I've just finished, and the void of no new episode inspired me to write. <laughs> which is funny because this is going to be the first thing that this new up ep- the new episode is here. Eric, do, thank do, you. Do. Actually, uh, that's one of the reasons we were really like, well, I was like, Oh man, we got to finish this. Uh, <laughs> it's for you. I, th- I know. I-, I will say that everything we recorded post my conversation with eric on the street i just was picturing him listening to it as uh, i know i'm like somebody likes this someone's gonna actually listen to this uh (laughs) all right i thought the fact that a guitarist known for such avant-garde work was into the echo and the bunnyman was really cool listening to you guys makes me feel like we're old friends I found myself talking to the podcast like I was in the conversation more times than I care to admit. Your rapport is so laid back and cool. You obviously have a great relationship with each other, and your love of music is contagious. I think we got pretty we got pretty good relationship. That's one thing it's that's right. good it's about right. my life. It, that, right. that part that part is good. Oh, it's yeah. Eve, even though I played in bands that blurred with Shane's world, I have more in common with Courtney's tastes. Oh, that's right. I was exposed to eat eatba, Oh, that's oh, Echo and the Bunnymen. All right, I was exposed to EATB via my teenage obsession with The Cure, and this goes back to you know longtime listeners yes. of the podcast who remember everything that we ever said. Will know that. I always wanted to be friends with the Cure kids when I was in high school because oh, they always yeah. seem like the they nicest. Are, we are. Even though I wasn't that immersed in the Cure. I love the Cure. They're one of my Join favorite us. bands. So even though I played in bands that blurred with Shane's world, I have more in common with Courtney's tastes. I was exposed to EATB via my teenage obsession with the Cure, religiously following Melody Maker and NME 120 Minutes and college radio exposure and conversion to the Bunnymen was inevitable. My parents still have my Bunnyman poster hanging in my teenage bedroom. I want to know which poster you had. I also secretly love Reverberation. Don't tell Mac. Me too. Me too. 
Anyway, just wanted to write y'all to tell you how awesome and refreshing it is to listen to you both dissect music that has been such an important part of the evolving soundtrack of my life. Never stop. Eric. Mm. P.S. This is the most important part. Shane, your set last week at If Art <laughs> kicked major ass. It was great to meet and talk to you. Thank you so much. It was great to meet and talk to you too. <laughs> I had a really great time. I'm going to reply to your email now on the podcast here. Like, Eric, <laughs> exclamation point. We're going to listen to you. T- <laughs> Thank you so much for writing, exclamation point. <laughs> I just responded do. to your letter on the podcast, period. <laughs> I can't wait for you to hear it, period. It was, <laughs> it was great to meet you, exclamation point. Talk soon, hopefully, period. <laughs> no exclamation point there. <laughs> Keep it, do it, say it, keep it just like it is. Keep All right. going. I'm now going to send this <laughs> with no further talk text. It'll seem a little content. short and awkward and like disrespectful but as you'll, a reply. You'll get it but soon, here, though. Yeah, because here we are. And if you reply podcast. while we're still recording, <laughs> I will fucking read that shit. That is what we During do. this intro. <laughs> moving on. Ah, moving on. Or, so, or, yeah. or are we moving on? Let's talk about that letter for a second. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. That was like... That's that was, my dream come true. Because I think we are pretty authentically ourselves. Because I think we do kind of forget that we're recording. So I think if you like us on this podcast, you probably would like us in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and, and therefore, I do think we're friends. Yeah. And we'd probably like you. Yeah. Because... Sometimes like, we edit things. Like we say, um, and like pause and say like more than, you know... Sometimes I edit that out. More than meets so the ear. So if you meet us and we're like, um, yeah, you know. I feel like we're friends now. 100%. This guy's awesome. Yeah. I Come on the podcast, guy. He has a... What's his name? Eric Greenwood. All right. Like Johnny. I'm just going to keep it's refreshing like, to see if like he writes back. It's like a D&D last name. All right. It's so British. Mm. Um, well... Yeah, so, and we want to apologize, as always. I mean, we always like to start off the show with a big old apology for not, um, for the gap and the, uh, um... Sorry to inconvenience you. With our <laughs> lack of podcast. you can go back and listen again. I would like yeah. for people to go back and listen again and tell us... Because we're if starting we, to tell the same story. Yeah, if we repeat ourselves, because we do that in our marriage... So just a little preview about this episode. Yeah. Um, Okay. Let me say what this episode is. This episode really is just us playing clips of Ian McCulloch and trying to figure out what he's saying. But it's a guide. Enjoy. It's a practical guide. This is a, it's, it is that, but it's a, this is a practical guide for all of y'all who are going to go see See him in concert. But it's, it's a guide to Ian McCulloch's stage banter. Yes. That's what this is. That's Ian McCulloch Stage Banter Survival Guide. Yes. That is Everything the name of this episode. I just know. named this Everything. episode. We've given, we give clues. We give tips, tricks, pronunciations. We really we talk about the Scouse accent. What is he saying? What is Ian McCulloch saying? When he saying? speaks words as opposed to when he sings. <laughs> yeah. This is going to help you understand. Yep. And that's what this episode is. That's what it Get is. Just in time for you to see them on this tour. Yes. Rusty Junkers Walker Shaking up to sea The feast of all the plugs out On a 
crazy. But I know, crazy. like people, I know people just like keep their output just going, you know. And those are people who are from well-adjusted families, <laughs> who are um, have a proper support network, and oh yeah, you know. But it's just been a time. But you know who hasn't had any trouble just keeping it pushing? Who? The age of sixty, something. The bunny men. The bunny men. They are just moving along, touring as best they can, but they are working men. But that's one thing I, I keep thinking about with this band is what Peter Allen said. This is a working class band. It's a working class band. That is not to say that Ian Not McCullough, like the Clash or anything. Yeah, well, maybe not, you know. Like, not, like, know. not explicitly like Fugazi or something. You okay, know? that's true. Not explicitly political and also not working class. The, what? Can you be a musician and be working class? I would say so. Artists yeah. are working class? Yeah. Because mm. musicians work, damn it. <laughs> it's a hard work. You d- and that is what we're trying to get across in these episodes, the last couple. I mean, it ain't and it's going to keep going concrete. on and yeah. on. They're just going to be struggling out there. I mean, that is as working class as you get. It is not glamorous. Because it says, it's a socioeconomic term used to describe persons in a social class marked by jobs that provide low pay, require limited skill, or physical labor. Mm. And if that ain't rock and roll, what is, right? Because, <laughs> it's, you know, it's like, typical, yeah, reduced. It's like Bruce Springsteen. Reduced Springsteen. education requirements. Okay. So, th- what is this? This is ridiculous. This is the most bogus definition, but it's the first one up here. It's rude is what it's it is. so... Downright so rude. <laughs> fucked up. So, I'll tell you what... Uh, Eat the rich. I'm gonna look into this more, but we'll we'll move on for now. Let's talk about the current tour. Okay. Okay, because 40, they're coming here to the states. Years, Forty-two years. Of, Forty-two years of rock and roll. Of magical songs. I mean, that is the honest. I think it was truth. called Forty Years of Magical Songs. Well, now it's forty-two, y'all. Because of the, but they're just keeping the title Forty Years, because. Yeah, it's a nice round number. It's a nice round know. number. That was what it was supposed to be. Yes, before it was the COVID, God. the COVID came along. They had their they had their forty year because they had two thousand. That's when we saw them, twenty eighteen. We saw them twenty nineteen. No, in t- they were gonna. They do this were gonna tour do this called, tour, and it was gonna be forty. It was like forty years of magical songs. Yeah, and then now it's womp, even womp. less yeah. forty. It's even it's forty four. Well, it's only t- this is 2022 right now, and it was 2020. It was the 40 year. But even then, it wasn't really 40. It was already. They were like, just kind of rounding around. Because what does that mean? Like it was already 40 42. Years since the first album, you know, or something, you know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> look, I get it. Yeah. It's been like four decades. It's been too long. Listen, I ha- saw them in Detroit. We've all. We've all been deprived of music and yeah. gathering together and any type Although of joy. Although people are kind of letting go now. God. People are going to shows. Yeah, well, yeah, now is the time. I mean, we're all <laughs> plunging <laughs> to our death. Take what we can get. Right. Get. Yeah. Now, yeah. 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 There's been many things going on. In the world and, you know, within. 
and uh, the Echo and the Bunnymen are just killing it. And meanwhile, they are killing it. You they, know, they uh, Will wrote a book, which you know, which you know, he came on our Let show. Let me tell you. They are killing it. They are touring. Are touring, and that—that's really. They're playing the festivals. They are playing the festivals. They're playing the the concerts. The oh, touring I mean, circuit. All, I mean, everywhere. Like, they opened for the Rolling Stones. All right, let's talk I about that. I see the girls walk by dressed in their summer clothes. I can see my Let's talk about them for a minute. Let's talk about Echo and the Bunnymen. No, let's talk about the Stones. The Rolling Stones. Listen, if you're listening to this, know that last month, Echo and the Bunnymen played... That would be in June. Yes. Because who knows when this will come out. With the Rolling Stones, y'all. They open for the Rolling Stones. Let's talk about that. It is. So the Rolling Stones are, I'm going to say, 80 years old. Those who are still in, alive in the band. Yes. Which would be, you know, Keith and and Mick. Who, and, yes. Uh, who, yes. Who died? And Ron. Oh, the drummer. The drummer. Died. Who was, he, he was, was the really cool guy. Cool. He was the cool guy okay, in the band. Okay, that's the thing you know about them. That I was like, you know, I, I gotta be honest. Don't think about them much. I'll just be, I'll just come right out and say I'm not trying to be, uh just always talking We're, shit about a band. But I, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. That we've was mentioned like, it that on the little... podcast before. They got like four or five uh, good songs. Yeah, like, yeah, we've talked about them already. Yeah. But you were talking. You got into the drummer because at first you were like, I can't believe that like any of them are still. Well, when he died, I like read his, about him. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, he was like kind of. He was kind of cool. Cool right? guy. He's in the jazz and like kind of was, you know, just seemed like a down to earth dude. I really liked his. Charlie presence. Watts, I want to say, is his name. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, That's right. It so, was the elephant in the room. We're not saying. Okay, I really <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna guess. I'm not even gonna look it up. Just correct us if we're wrong. Uh, Keith so, Richard. I, mean, I know Keith Richards. Yeah, me. and Mick Jagger. Yeah, yeah. there's a guy named Ron Wood that looks like. Um, wow. He looks like. Uh, what's that guy's name? Like Rod Stewart kind of hair. Uh-huh. I always thought that him and Rod Stewart were like brothers or something. I'm pretty sure we talked some mad shit about the Rolling Stones. Oh, in the previous I think episode. we did. <laughs> I think we did. Yeah. Oh. But we did acknowledge that they have some really great songs. That they had four. And that is more than most, y'all. You could even push it to six, probably, <laughs> if we dug around, you know. Did you have anything else? Oh, can we say the Rolling Stones? I want to say that their drummer died. And then, two weeks later, they went on tour. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. That, that is so talk about Which, of course, working. you would have wanted them that's to do. That work ethic, that... Boomer work. It's, it's it's not a work He's ethic. He's actually silent they're addicted, generation. They're, they're addicted to the attention at this point. Mm. You know what I mean? Do you think so? Yes. I always imagine what they you... must have some debt. What's some that? Money. I always imagine they must have some like debt. Like debt? why would you Rolling keep? Rolling Stones? Yeah, no, at age. But you know, he. Yeah. I think you know they came to Atlanta yeah. and got out on the Beltline and like took a selfie. It was on or somebody else yeah. took a photo with him. He While looked on the so store? happy. Oh yeah, that's what, he looked, really happy with it. Yeah. And if it makes you happy, I mean... Well, he, he t- well Mick Jagger <laughs> took a picture at a dive bar in Charlotte. Do you know that? Oh, that's the other one. Yeah, I yeah. heard about it. And everyone was like, oh my God, this is like our dive bar, you know? Here he is. Because he likes to like grace the world with his magic, you know? I mean, you know, and he so, is yeah. so legendary. It's we were legend. just, a, yeah. I mean, a little... Nobody recognized him. 
oh, Mick Jagger. See, I would recognize. Him. No, no, no. So that was that, that was what was kind of cool. But he, yeah, like a Gen but Z. People were there going to the know. show. They were like people at the bar were like, "We're getting the beer before we head over to the show," or and and uh, or God. after the show or something. I don't know. It was like people had that went to the concert or were going to the concert were at the bar, and Mick Jagger came in and like got a beer because he's like. I'm a cool guy getting a beer at a neighborhood dive bar, you know, and then took a picture out there, but no one recognized him because he just looks like a like a guy walking like into a the bar. Guy walking into a bar. Yeah. I don't know. I would I would notice a guy. It's probably dark. Like him. It was he dark. looked great. He does in, look great. Oh, he's great. And his style. Yeah. And you know, you must feel so free at that age if you're still doing music. Like, I hope that Ian and will make it in les wherever you are i'd love to see ian's like, like uh, i've seen videos of, uh from this tour of uh mick jagger's workout like routine mm, that's what to, we i'd like need to see. i wonder i like to see ian's workout routine because because mick jagger Cause be like in great. a dance studio like like with mirrors and like a bar yes. like the studio oh, and, and he's like that's gonna be me. you know and he's like 80 and he's like doing all his moves and stuff because he's got you know you can't just bust that shit out you have to do it every no. day like you can't now Mick Jagger moves around a lot more on stage than Ian his thing I mean. yeah. is stillness but, but Keith Keith <laughs> Richards Keith um Let's... he uh has been it's been a, like a decades long joke about him being sort of like the walking dead you know yeah and just, just having parties so hard that he's just like but he yeah. seems great so just party hard everybody yeah. that's what we're saying just like look at your your, your there's heroes, something invigorating about Mick that and mac like, and you know, i think that it does give them like this life and Keith essence and Will. to keep rocking and it rolling does. i promise yeah. you it does honestly oh, of course it does. and so yeah. it must be so fun to be 80 and just to kind of not not first of all just not care at all and then also feel like you can walk around in a bar and just don't care like no yeah. one's gonna try and well what is the danger of going to a bar that you'll get mobbed by people wanting your autograph oh yeah like maybe people aren't going to just be like you know they'll take pity on an old man and not clobber him they would take like, a selfie with him you know yeah like how yeah i mean i'm kind of surprised he just goes walking around but you know this is painted black what i want everyone listening to know this is the most important fact of the evening that the first show on the tour mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is atlanta which is my favorite city the city i was born wow in. that's the first show it is an American hour away tour? from my house it is an hour and 30 maybe 40 if there's more than five wrecks but i didn't know that was the first show of their american leg that is the first one. You know why? Why? 
because that is the first place you fly into when yeah. you enter this great nation. Yeah, or you fly into New York. No, you fly to Atlanta. You stop there on the way to heaven. That is the same. <laughs> that is our. That's the thing. No one. It's the busiest airport. Right. Is it in the world? Definitely in the country. It's, it's busy airport. Now, that is their first and. and we got our tickets. Do y'all have your tickets? I like it as general Raise admission. We're going to be right tickets. up in front. And then they're going to Houston. Then they're going to Dallas, Austin, Phoenix, San Diego, Los Angeles, Oakland, Portland, Seattle, Salt Lake City, Denver, Minneapolis, Chicago, Detroit, Toronto, Montreal, Good New Lord. York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh! I want to go to the Pittsburgh one, man. Mm-hmm. That's where my friends live. I can't. Gas prices are like a thousand dollars and boston massachusetts how exciting can we just have a moment like after this is this is maybe a turning point maybe this is like the turning point for our podcasts our lives in general like that we can embrace some amount of beauty and right that this is actually happening again yeah it's like we're actually gonna get to go see them yes i just i want to go on tour with them like the dead Oh, that'd be fun. Just, just you know, just be a school. lot lizard, just have some bunny ears on, sell some like ganja goo balls at the parking lot and just, you know, <laughs> pull out a tarp. All right. Because they're coming to the States, you know, we need to prepare ourselves. So aside from familiarizing yourself with their discography mm-hmm. and maybe getting a shirt, getting a shirt and you can get it there. You can but, support the touring band by buying the merch at their merch table. That's right. It's always good to do that. Okay, you know, and it's like the one thing I would want to know, you know, because some people are going to be seeing Ian McCulloch for the first time. There might be like, you know, somebody who discovers him at age 11 and is going to their show for the oh, first yeah. time. Oh, yeah. I don't you know? know about that. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was going to see Neil Young. And that's like, true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, you go okay. see yeah, yeah. old. Oh, yeah, that's you true. Know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, as you discovered, like... Yeah, the like best music. Ocean Rain or something. Yeah, you're not... Or you heard The Killing Moon on the radio, and then you're like, oh, they're coming to town. Totally. Although, I don't hear that song on the radio too much, which Stranger is unfortunate. Things. No, no, not... Well, Stranger Things brought Nocturnal me. Oh, really? They played it, it, Nocturnal Me on yes. Stranger Things. That's cool. Yes. I thought I've said that actually to you multiple times. And I think in a car, like a driving situation. Oh, but not on the podcast. Sony. I don't register anything you tell me about the band and <laughs> if it's not in the podcast. I just block it out because then I save it for con- Later, content. Later. Just... Co- co- podcast content. So anyway. Wow. Really? So Stranger Things played that song? Because you know what they did for Kate Bush? Oh. They put her on the map. Oh. LOL. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then everyone comes on to Twitter and is like, "I knew about her. I liked her first. I liked her first. I've been listening to her for twenty years. I discovered her from Utah Saints sample. You know, within the last two years, I've been listening to that album like so much. Right? Utah Saints? No, uh, <laughs> uh, the Hounds of Love. Yeah, you have. You for the listener uh, who doesn't know, but we just <laughs> assume that you know that. Uh, For those fresh out of the wound. That new Stranger Things, which I have never watched, but maybe I'll check out someday. I watched the clip that the Kate Bush song was in. And it was really epic. And Yeah. yeah <laughs> sure. 
Um, I mean, but I wonder what if part I was a kid, I would have been freaking out probably. Totally. See, that's or if I was an adult is. kid, like yes. you know, which I am in a way, but I not like that, you know. But anyway, let's move along. Let's move along because this is nothing about so, what we're talking about. No, but we were talking about um, what you nocturnal need to know. Me, nocturnal me being in oh Stranger and, Things, and that's how some so someone watched Stranger Things and they yes. heard Nocturnal Me and they're like. Oh my gosh, who is this? And they checked out Eck and the Bunnyman. And now they're going to go to see them on this next tour. And they're 11 yes. years old. They're 11 years old. And things you wish that you knew. I tied it all back together. You tied it. Now you don't, have to, you don't have to edit. I saved you so much editing. But now I just want to rest because you, you did. I was, I was nervous. I was like, how am I going to tie this? That you was sprawling. And now it all came back. You just have my back. You I know. Are, see? You know, you, it's like you're the foil, but really you're the backbone of this operation. Mm. All right, let's keep going. Okay, okay. I got okay. a timer going here. Um, yeah, he's always got that timer going. Because he has, like, things he likes to um, <laughs> like play music and be an artist. Okay, so where are we going? Someone is going to go to this show and see oh, them yeah. for the first time. Need? And Ian McCulloch's going to sing lyrics with complete crystalline articulation, and every word will ring true. But then he will talk to the audience, and it'll be like, at length and then he'll point at you i remember him like pointing at a guy in atlanta show i remember him pointing at a guy in atlanta nice beard man or something yeah you heard that one i remember him pointing at somebody and talking what to myself and like not understanding anything he said but people laughed and i wished i had and you know what is the deal we do not know we do not understand what he is saying (laughs) we do not know what this man is saying we don't get it so this is something you you know this is something we're going to focus he will address you directly you're 11 years old you saw them Heard a song on Stranger Things, and you're like, oh, I'm going to catch this band on tour. My dad's going to take me. My mom's going to take me somewhere. I'm going to go Just there. Just like my mom and then this old, Like this guy in a leather jacket and sunglasses sport. is on stage, and he points at you, and he says, How are you going to know what he's what saying? What is he saying? Well, to understand what he's saying to you, and this is you know, really all you need to know when you go see them, you need to understand a scouse accent okay we keep calling it the liver the liver puddling whatever it's it ain't no liver puddling it's it, you know and you can say it's the liver puddling accent but it's called it's scouse it's a subsection of the liver puddling yes accent. named yes. after some kind of lobster stew or something that they made on the fuck. coast of the all right exactly it is so we need to learn that that language and honor of the seafaring people of liverpool we need to honor it because i cannot do it i could do some accents yeah you're but good I at cannot, accents yeah and i can't can i do it's it it's embarrassing i'm not that good well, at we'll see we'll you see. can do german pretty well when we were in germany i was i was surprised I, when i'm immersed in it i pick it up and do it well the german but when i when thing? i'm or any of them really but then when i'm not yeah you got it like when i'm in when i'm in, when i have to pull it out on the fly i kind of just like i'll be like I'll be like reading something and like, well, I'll tell you an accent. I'm going to do what it is. You know what I mean? It's like. like the foreign accent. Just the generic. I just have like a. Like you a, want to just have yeah, an it's a sing, it's a It's a synthesis of all foreign. Or what I like sort to call weird feel. accents. 
<laughs> Some might say different, but you know, weird. Yeah, yeah. And so this one's weird to me. My brain doesn't do it. And there's there's a few reasons for that. So let's talk about uh, the history of this accent Scouse. and how it developed. Scouse. Scouse. Let's talk about it. Scouse. So they think it kind of cropped up like mid-19th century. That's pretty recent. That's what I said. Okay. Scouse. Now... It's pretty common knowledge that a lot of it is influenced by the Irish immigration. Mm. Um, I kind of want to just go over this little article. Uh, I'll talk about that. I know about that. Oh, really? Yeah. Weird. Okay. Well, (laughs) yes, tell me what you learned in your previous life about... The Irish immigration? Yeah. Liverpool is one of the most, like, Irish cities in England. That's correct. Yes, because they all moved there. Some people say, like they do in this UK, what, this is a I News, okay, letter I News. Um, so what they say in this article is that some people think that Liverpool should just become a part of Ireland mm-hmm. because everyone um, is anti-Brexit. Everyone, they all the residents, they would willingly leave mm-hmm. UK. Yeah. So, so there's this guy. Um, he's the author of the Liverpool English Dictionary, Professor Tony Crowley. Okay. He says there's another surprising, definitive influence. Do you want to guess what that influence is? Of the Scouse accent. Yes. As I flip my hair. I'm gonna say, is that a, is you flipping your hair a clue? <laughs> is that a clue? Yeah. It yeah. is okay. French. <laughs> I'm gonna the French hair flip. <laughs> well, I was. It was more of a flip, as if to say, moi. Which is French. I know. Is it, was that right? American. Yeah. Because Huge. of the seafaring. Because seafaring, because yeah, that's what I was Liverpool gonna say, but was a direct line. <laughs> Courtney is a direct influence on the Scouse accent. Gotcha. Okay. Yes, in a way I am, mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, you know, Liverpool, straight to Atlanta. They were back and forth. Well, really, Charleston those days, but you know, a little reference to the Atlanta airport. Right. But well, they, we were just back and forth. That's how we got. Yeah. That's uh, the same thing with the sea shanty music. Exactly. It's the predominant influence of sea shanty music. Yes, the we have Irish talked about this. And African American, specifically. Yes. Because but their, yes. And their accent uh, has an American feel to it and i find that to those to be the most confusing accents the ones that are similar pretty there's certain words like in the netherlands mm-hmm. sometimes you feel like somebody is like saying uh is speaking like an american word but i it's felt like, like in, when i traveled in the netherlands that they always sounded like they had an american accent <laughs> and yet the words i did not understand 90 percent, but every now and then it would be like house or like book and i'm like oh some shared word 
that we both use. But like, but yeah. I remember, yeah. Anyway. Maybe a part of another. But word. That, that that was really confusing to me. It sounds like American. It's like they're all of a sudden, yeah. Like, Housebond, yonder, they're like what's the best? Dashni, Ashni, Coldaban, bleep. Yeah, and it sounds like just like I'm saying it. Right. But words the you don't signifiers know. Signifiers are not present. <laughs> they, they don't point to like a concept or things. <laughs> Well, so Scouse is a mix of American and Irish, but doesn't sound like it to me. But not only that, there's <laughs> other influences. There's others. This is my favorite. So there is also a theory, and I widely held, I can't remember who uh, posited this theory, but there was, so you get a lot of people coming in and out of these ports. There's a lot of spreading of germs and the common cold. Mm. is very prevalent. So there's sort of like a like a congested influence yes, on this accent. That's what they say. I've read that in several places. Uh, okay, I was wondering including because Wikipedia. I was wondering because there's this sort of nasal. like a nasal well, just like a like an incoherence <laughs> to it. <laughs> yeah. That is or, or like a there's a there's a phlegmatic aspect <laughs> to it. That I find hard to um, interpret. Interpret, decipher as though like the effort. It's almost as though it's like they they said that children would hear their parents speaking with these clogged nasal cavities. But I also wonder if you're not feeling uh, well, maybe you're drawling your words a little more too. Mm, well, but, let me just state that I think it's a beautiful accent. Okay, and and to be also, let's be and clear. That it's, it's also badass. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. I aspire. Yeah. So yeah, and and it's like you have your own secret language. If you spoke to someone else in Scouse and like you don't it's like you don't need you're still using English with maybe some weird slang. Totally. But other people can't really be a part of the conversation. No, I love that idea. Yeah, so it's kind of insulting to just be like this is this this is what happens when everyone has a cold, you know? You know what it is? It's the fog. It's the fog. It's the correlation between the foggy harbor the foggy and the foggy harbor. dialect. But I really hear the Irish, you know, the, the lilting R's. I think that the absence of the ends of words is kind of an Irish thing. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, cool. Well, let's check it out. <laughs> so, um, do you want to learn some... some... For all you 11-year-olds listening to our <laughs> podcast right now who made it this far into now uh, you're gonna learn the lingo you will now the be able cool to interpret lingo so there's some some words we can um we can learn okay i want you to oh gobshite gobshite there's I know no what other that way to say that but i didn't mean the definition but yeah i could kind of tell too it's like talking a lot of mouth nonsense. shit it's mouth shit <laughs> Gobshite, big mouth, talking a lot of nonsense. Yeah. Speak like a scouter. Yeah. So big mouth, talking a lot of nonsense. I find like gobshite the thing that this is like. I find the definition weirder sometimes than the word. But boss, good stuff, amazing. That's the best thing I've ever seen. Okay, depending on the intonation. Um, okay, la. So you'll get called la. And there's a real emphasis on the wow. la. Uh-huh. That, that means love. Love, love. yes. All right, um, la. Now, 
Here's a useful word. Stop all the gobshite. <laughs> I mean, another one, one of those gegging. boss ales. It's gegging. Gegging. It's gegging. getting involved when you're not invited. Eavesdropping. Gegging. Okay. That's, that's a cool one. That's, that a, is, that's a special word. I know. It's very particular, but I, I can't wait to use it <laughs> next time I sound. feel like I'm being eavesdropped on. Sound. Okay, sound. I think he means like sturdy. No, boss. sound. See, boss is the same as boss. Oh, something sound. That's a sound shirt you're wearing today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those some sound shoes. Yeah, this, this shit is sound. Yeah. Okay, devote. See, we're not going to pronounce this correctly. We need to go over some of our devote. 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 That's what I'm saying. Devote. De- devastated. Gutted. All right. Oh, I like that. Oh, I get that. Devote. Oh, devote. Devon, I think you're doing she good. She talked a bunch of gobshite about my boss's shoes. I thought she was my law. Her boyfriend <laughs> was gagging. But are you chaka? Are you packed? Are you uh, packing? Packed. Chocking? I don't know. Chaka, chaka means packed. Packed. I don't know. Like That's oh, interesting. That's a past tense. Yeah, that's like chock full of something. Oh, packed with such and such. Chaka. It's chocolate with nuts. Uh-huh. Chaka Snickers with. Snickers really satisfies. Chaka with. And that's no gobshite. <laughs> oh, don't. Now. Cob on. Okay, come on. Moody. But the second word, Marty. Marty. I don't even know what that word is. That's like that's, a, that's, that's like a definition. A British, and that's like uh, slang website. in itself. <laughs> you just find some slang with some slang. This is like a different neighborhood maybe writing this article. And so it's like, and I wanted, I got to go back and say too, that there's a difference, you know, talking about that nasal thing. This is what I was <laughs> Bless you, speaking of the nasal. That the north and south of Liverpool have very different <laughs> shades of looking at the clock. They have very different um <laughs> scouses. The different scouses. There's a northern scouse and they are maybe a bit more nasally. Mm. And then the southern scouse is a darker <laughs> bless you. Is a darker and richer kind of version. So up north they'd be like gobshite. Close plug your nose. That's a bunch of gobshite. <laughs> That's a bunch of gobshite. Okay. Quit gagging. But I, which one is Ian, do you think? I think he's Southern. You think he's Southern? He doesn't sound nasally to me. No, not at all. Now, let me tell you something about a sound that is made in Liverpool in the language. Okay. And it's a sound that distinguishes uh, Scouse from all other uh. accents. Go ahead. From all other accents mm-hmm. in English or any English speaking accent, this is the only one where this sound is used. Okay? Go for it. You ready yeah. here? Uh-huh. Okay. Like that. Yeah. So when they say like, they'll say like, I think it's picnic. Man, but that's like that's like Hebrew does that. I, that's true. I was like, who does that? I was like, somebody does that. That's Baruch Baruch Ataranoi. Or Labechi Mush. Wait, no, wait. Aniolach Labechi Mush. So let's all do it together. Let's let's practice. Listener, you can do it at home. Okay? One, two, li- go. Okay. Wait, wait. Oh. Say one, two, go. One, two, go. Okay. 
again. <laughs> Why again? All <laughs> you right. gotta perfect it. <laughs> mm. It's the only language that does that, or the only version of English where that happens. Okay. Um, wow. You know what made me sad in that whole thing, Mm-mm. in that video I watched, is they were talking about standard English is, you know, the Queen's English. It's, it has a British accent. They call that standard English. Mm-hmm. And then there's mm-hmm. American English. Mm-hmm. So they're like, there's, take the word better, for example. Better. I'm <laughs> better than you. <laughs> better. <laughs> now, if we want to say that with an American accent, we say better. And it sounded just so ugly. Oh, wow. Better. Yeah, it's ugly, hideous language. Better. And she just went from like British to like just the Better. Better. Yeah. Er. I mean, I was just saying all the ER sounds like uh or eh. It would be so much prettier. So here are some, I put together a few additional words that I thought were really strange and interesting. Okay. Um, get ready for these. All right. Okay. The next one is Arkit. This word seems to mean child, but Arkit means brother or sister. So, when someone says Arkit, you can understand that this person is talking about a brother or a sister. Okay, Arkid. A-R-Kid. Okay, it's like yeah. the cover of a, you know, Radiohead album. It's like Arkid. Arkid. And look, look at it. Look at it written. Right? Uh, interesting. Okay. All right. Our kid. Our kid. That mm-hmm. one's weird. Now this next one's good too. Is this one. Can you guess what it means? Aussie means hospital and in the Aussie means in the hospital. Whoa. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In the Aussie. 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 Like as in Osborne. <laughs> Hospital Osborne. Right. Uh-huh. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I thought those were cool. I'm going to start right. using that one. Yeah, I'm in the Aussie. I mean, we all have an occasion to use it these days yeah. now that we're middle-aged and pandemic. So yeah, yes, we can just we can start taking some of these. We go to the ER, kid, <laughs> at the Aussie. <laughs> ourselves a little placement test i feel like i am a lot better at understanding what he's saying than i used to be and i want to see how well you do okay okay? all right and we're gonna look at this interview from 2019 it's fairly recent okay um and let's just start at the top and see if you understand anything i'm just gonna start in the middle okay i'm I'm still listening talking about chris martin Play existed because of Echo and the Bunny Man. And he, he mentioned Lyric in in Long Story, said he wasn't a good one, unlike Dylan and me. And I thought, what the hell? Who's Dylan? Was she? Okay, do I? I mean, stop. Help. <laughs> Can we do it in like increment? I mean, you know, yeah, increments? Because that was a little, that was too much. Try. That was too That's much. Uh, right, I can't remember that much. <laughs> here we go. Play existed because of Echo and the Bunny Man. And he, he mentioned Lenny Plaza's in, in Long Story, said he wasn't a good one. Oh, stop, 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 stop. All right, he mentioned Lenny Plaza's and so I'm my good one. Yeah. I caught the first 
I don't know three what words, those words were. And the last like two words. Two words. Yeah. Now there may have been a band name or he may have been talking about a project that I'm not privy to. I'm like something. I gotta hear like, it again. I know this one last time. Okay. Ali, he mentioned Lyric Rises in, in Rolling Stone. He said he wasn't a good oh, one. Oh, Rolling Stone. Unlike Dylan and me. Okay. Dylan and me? Is Dylan Dil- and me. Something about Dylan and me. Talking yeah, about Bob a Dylan? A good one. Dylan and me. Bob Dylan? Yeah, I mean, I, I assume. I mean, that's the Dylan. That's my Dylan. My Dylan's Bob Dylan. I don't know. I think that's everyone's Dylan. I think if you're a musician, you throw the word Dylan out there. Paul Simon's Dylan's Dylan Thomas. Oh. And he has a lyric about that. And look, there's a picture of Chris Martin. Mm. They're hugging. It's Chris Martin and Ian Ian McCulloch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What year was that? Well, can I say that my knowledge of Coldplay is nil? I can I say that my dad. When he was teaching in England for the semester, got a Coldplay album for me because it was like the big thing. I remember that. Was, I remember that because we've been dating for that long. <laughs> and he, you know, he thought he was like, you know, this is it. This is, this the, is new, the hip new band. This is the new Radiohead. I think he even said that. I haven't given them enough of a chance probably. I can say that I like, I, I listened to it once, flipped it over, and listened to the other side. It was a tape, actually. It was mm-hmm. a tape. Cassette tape, because it was like <laughs> 1999 or something. Yeah. And so that's, you know, and, that, and I haven't ever listened to them again. But I think they come on the radio, you know. But we have Ian McCulloch to thank for them, or the okay. band itself. What am I doing? I don't need this oh. book. Books. Okay. We're so just listening I, but anyway, and watching so, but YouTube back to right Ian. St- uh, back to the dialect, the Liverpudlin dialect. Now, mm-hmm. there's, there's like a, a dialect, and then there's... This is something else, right? I've, I've understood okay, so everything maybe the, that anyone right. has said. This but I like think you go back in time like and my, it's this the like same my thing. This is like my uncle. This is like my uncle. Not yeah. really. I'll tell yeah. you. This is like mashy question. Kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, like, just kind of like you know, smushing some words together. <laughs> this is like mashy question. Mashy question. It's pronounced mashy uh. question. If you don't know, because you Everybody know it's a joke about homelessness. It's not homeless? Oh, yeah, it is about homeless. <laughs> Meshy question. Someone's asking you for money. But but maybe in England they don't know this joke, or whoever people listen <laughs> we to our podcast. not share anymore. It's like, we, may I ask you a question? <laughs> the question is, can I have a dollar? Yeah. And if you give them a dollar, is can I have two dollars? But it's mashy, mashy question. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's a kind of thing like that where, like, uh, you didn't know. Okay, mashy question. Listen, mashy question is, it's a, a I don't joke. think you're pronouncing it right. It's a joke about not- addiction and poverty. It's a joke that Americans make to poke fun at the members of our society who are suffering the most. So just so you know, it's it's mashy. But it's pronounced <laughs> mashy question. Let's just get the pronunciation right. Oh, that's no, all God. well and good and all oh. with your wokeness. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. You know, but uh, not everyone who's suffering says that. You know, right? Is there a version of this joke in other languages? Is there like? It's not a joke. Oh, it is a joke. <laughs> is it a joke? It's. A joke. it's <laughs> what is a joke? Right? It's a way of making fun uh, of. It's in the zeitgeist. It's one of those things. Like, first of all, did it? 
did it just like I thought did it just emerge in like our town that we were living in when people were like <laughs> there was a website it was like magicquestion.com oh, oh, right so that's right? how things because that's what I mean that's how things spread yeah, right around the same time as there was hipster.com so we need to figure out what the hell Ian McCulloch was saying at that one in the one clip okay so we never figured out what he's saying in this clip all right let's do it time. all right let's put on our <laughs> Scouse babblefish. Uh, <laughs> oh, did I never send that? You're, to me? you know, talking about the babblefish. No. From the Hitchhiker's Guide to the, to the Galaxy. Oh no. I think he mentioned Lenny Crisis in in Long Story. He said he wasn't a good one. Okay. Like, what did you? Okay, right. Yeah, he said, all right. He mentioned Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The word sounds like Lenny Crisis. All right. I figured out what it is. What? Okay. Because I listened to many other interviews to prepare for this one. He's saying, believe it or not, lyric writing. Okay. I want to zero in on this one thing, this okay. lyric writing. Okay. I'm still listening. <laughs> I'm still listening. Go ahead. Lyric, Go ahead. lyric still, writing. Lyric Let's writing. think about writing. the way he said lyric writing. Lyric okay. writing. He is saying... Lily Crichton. Lily Crichton. Lily Crichton. Holy shit. Right? Think about what that does. So yeah. it's like consonants are yeah. interchanging with one another. Lily Crichton. Vowels are different. Wow. <laughs> different meaning. Like, Lily Crichton. Yes, that's how I heard that from him say something about Lily Crichton. Lily, I heard Lily something. Crichton. I heard it like, Lily Crichton. Like and I said. feel like he's doing a in between yeah. the Crichton. <laughs> Lily Crichton, but I feel like I'm just adding that because that's my little one thing that I can do. And like in this particular sentence, it's Lily Critus. Lily, I mean, think about it. that's what he's saying. Yeah, Lily Critus. If you want to say it like him, Lily and Critus. You have spent so much, time which is a planet on this. <laughs> that Horde Prime <laughs> tried to take over in Shira and failed. Wow. Oh, I've listened to this man speak. Yeah, his words. Um. Let's hear it again. I've, and try to see if that makes sense. But there's, I don't know, understand the words around it. So, Coldplay existed because of Echo and the Bunny Man. I think he mentioned lyric writers in, in Rolling Stone. He said he wasn't a good one. <laughs> lyric writers, I heard it. Yeah. And Rome says so. He was a good one. He wasn't a good one. Okay. Right? Something about he wasn't a good one. Let's try. Coldplay existed because of Echo and the Bunny Man. I think he mentioned. Lyric writers in, in Rolling Stones, he said he wasn't a good one. In Rolling Stones, and he said he wasn't a good one. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Wow, you're good. I'm getting, yeah. I mean, I... You're I, acclimating. I really am, because I can understand You're sort of doing an immersion, interview. you're like, in a, in like an immersion uh, study anyway. Do <laughs> <laughs> working on this podcast. Exactly. Who's Dylan? And I, I thought, thought, bloody hell. hell, who's Dylan? Which is a good one. Who's Dylan? Okay. Oh, okay. Wait, what? Who's well, he talking about? He's comparing the Coldplay guy to Dylan? And saying, no. Oh. No. Listen. In, in Rolling Stone, he said he wasn't a good one, unlike Dylan and me. Unlike, unlike Dylan, Dylan and, and me. me. <laughs> All right. And next. Who's Dylan? Oh. <laughs> See? That. See, that's why it's important to understand <laughs> what he's saying, because he is funny. Yeah. He is telling a joke. Yeah. And so, you know, when you go to this show, yeah. you got to know. He's saying, unlike Dylan and him, but then he's like, bloody hell, who's Dylan? It's, I'm better than Dylan. Oh. Got it. I agree. I got the joke. Well. <laughs> 
we don't need to have that debate right mm. now. It's just a fact. It's, tough. it's not it's really tough. debatable. It's anyway. tough to think. Well, yeah. Let's just assume. Let's hear. Let's hear something he's saying at a younger age. Okay. Let's yeah. Hear. That's what I'm saying. All right. Mm-mm-mm. We're gonna we're gonna leave that sentence behind for now. Yeah. Um. And it kind of just. I don't think I ever uh, was with oh, it. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> I think this it was, one's it's a good one. There's some older ones. Let's see. All right. Hold on, let me find the pot. It's just like two cute people. Oh, is it? I think he has too many short answers. Okay, I can't. Okay, so there's a little bit of slang for you. Brill. It's Brill. Okay. My, he didn't my say shows it though. were Brill. She, yes, he did. He's like, yeah, I just played. How many shows did you play? Five. They were all Brill. Oh, okay. Yet. He's going to short answer you. He's like, <laughs> you ask him like a one word answer question. That's You're going to get that one, that one syllable answer. I know. How many shows did you? Five. <laughs> Ian McCulloch live? No, we want to see Ian McCulloch. Interview. Interview, but like, all right, we're going to, this one is going to be one from a few years earlier. Okay. This is 10 years ago. Okay. Okay. Let's go back mm-hmm. in time. Just 10 years. Okay. See. He's in his early fifties. I'm laughed again in this one. Uh, we did it in the Adelphi, funny enough. Young to go 82. Wait, what was that? Fun enough. Fun enough. Full Hesian get. Talking in, a, in a, an accent exceedingly rare. So I was laughed on, on the ale. No time. way, dude. Listen, can you start over? I uh, See, thing <laughs> Listen, is... Listen, I know this I one. need a smaller I this fragment, one. though. This is him talking about Morrissey. Okay, this is a good one because I know, you, you study it. Right? Have we done this before? Well, it's been a while, and I don't. I saw. I don't. I All don't right. know because it's. Here he is. Here he's. This is Ian McCulloch in 2010. Before, before we all began to hate Morrissey when the truth came uh-huh. out when uh-huh. he, he's a fascist. Before we knew that. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is Ian. Still didn't like him. He knew. Before the rest of us. All right. Here he is. Oh, there's another one here. Here's for all the Morrissey fans. I had to do a Cohen's view with that chump. And uh, I'm laughed again in this one. Uh, we did it in the Adelphi, funny enough. Young to go 82. Funny enough. Is he talking about Eric Dolphy? Full <laughs> fusion. Full fusion. Get. Talking in, a, in, a, in a, an accent extremely rare. So it's... I was laughed on, on the ALB. Wow. wow. It is wow. like, dude, it's like... Wow. Like another yeah. world. It's like another. It's, it's like, you know what it reminds like, me of? You know what it actually reminds me of is like, um, what's like Welsh? Yeah, like but, when we heard that radio show and they started talking in it, talking in, in the like, dead language. In, that, the, in the old, is it, was it Welsh? And they were like, yeah, 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 totally. It's like the fairy, the fairy language and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like a 50 consonants in a row. All right. But it's, it's it's beautiful. It's very hypnotic. I, it I, is. I love it. And it's like, so we're not knocking it. Okay. Oh well, there's. Being interviewed by this. Um, being interviewed by this. 
interview for Interviewer. I've never heard of this fellow, you know. I've never heard I of this fellow, you know. I'm waffling on all night. Waffling I on said, all night. If I do this co-interview with this nomad, and in those days he was, he was, he was on the up, you know. I, I said, do you want a pint? He didn't want one. And we got down to the interview, and, we, you know, and I was asked about Liverpool and Manchester. I said, I, I love Manchester groups. I think the bunny men were always most suited to the Manchester kind of thing. So, and then he goes, so, hey, oh, okay, okay, right, okay, I'm understanding right, right, right. all this. Yeah, it's a, little, I, it's a little more clear to me. Yeah, all that was really good. Like, yeah, he, he's asking about... I mean, we left it a cliffhanger, you know. He's being asked about Manchester. He's mm-hmm. complimenting the city mm-hmm. where Morrissey is from. Mm-hmm. But I do want to, I do want to finish this little clip. Oh, okay. Let's let's hear what what happens next after graciously, you know, he talks about loving Manchester, and of course, we know that he's very close, you know, with Marky Smith in the fall, and just loves that scene. Okay. I mean, but- it's like the same city because it's only forty minutes away, basically. <laughs> Okay, so but, and they are different cities. I'm not trying to say, you know, know. very well, different, very different football teams. That's right. Different uh, bands are from there. Some mm-hmm. are from one place. Some are from the other. Oh, the shop landed, and he goes. There's a kind of terrific chasm between Liverpool and Manchester. Mm, okay. Chasm. A chasm. It, it spoils it for me. You know, I can never read any books with chasm in everything. Which is Andy because don't read books. Alright. Now. So glad these like he, <laughs> that he got to be famous and just kinda just live and you know what I mean? To Ian? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Just got to be be this guy for his <laughs> life, you know? I know. It it does seem like yeah. a beautiful life. Alright, let's see this is him young. Let's see where we what if we can understand what he's oh, saying. Oh, okay, hold on. Alright, here's the real talk. Alright, listen. I like it when people don't pander to audiences. When people don't pander. And don't use all the obvious gestures that a crowd pleasing things. You know? And, uh, you know, things like saying you've been a great audience and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Now that is a okay. that is a diss. That I'm gonna is a say U2. like okay, the clarity is is better even there. So it's like, but there's there's still this sort of like, I don't want to say like a laziness or yes. like a like a lackadaisical quality about communicating. Like that there's like not that he doesn't carefully choose his words and not that he's not like hyper intelligent or whatever, but that there's this kind of like trailing off thing that happens i do that and, and it's just like i don't uh, okay well, so I don't, you know like it's just mm-hmm. like he should just be like emitting like information as opposed to like speaking it or something or like or just some type of energy like radiating off of him as opposed to like having to be in this conversation and then like as he gets older it's as though that becomes like even more pronounced, where he's just kind of like, I was, oh, I was still down. I guess I'll have to talk. So, oh, was, you good. know, and it's yes. like, you know, you know, whereas when he sings, it's like a total projection and total clarity, yes. you know? And you can see that he can do that, but there is something muddying the waters for me, even so, with just, there's a, there's a 
there's an emphasis on parts of words that don't that I don't understand and there's the way the vowels are spoken here's another clip really exciting and there was a bit of coal writing that went on with, with them they they had a few back and sacks that I back and sacks I went to heard some stuff and it wasn't formulated completely but it was just like some back and sacks of verses and then you know a, a chorus change that was they were right up my street and mm -hmm. um, I was inspired Oh. oh, you know what I remember is uh, when we saw him in concert in Atlanta, he said to the audience, he's like, I heard that you don't, don't understand, understand me. Yes. And is it so, but I wonder if that's a look, these, this guy plays shows constantly. So is that a thing he says probably to like a lot of audiences? I don't think I understood. You know? Didn't he say something to me and I didn't understand what he said? You were in the audience wearing like the shirt or whatever oh, yeah, and he with was the like, Who is self-titled album cover yeah. or something maybe? Or I don't know. And he was like... And he's like, he's like oh, look at those, those young men on the shirt or something. I don't know. He was made some <laughs> comment about your shirt. But like, but uh, he said something like, I heard that you don't understand me. Is it like Biden? Is it the Biden mumble? I mean, he's certainly not as like, just, you know, he's not a piece of shit. <laughs> no, well, Biden, Biden, uh, got, he didn't, Biden you didn't used to be so mumbly though. No. He's just kind of fading. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> I, uh, Come on, man. Come on, man. Jules Holland, this is when he's younger, is asking him about uh September song, which we were just listening to. Mm -hmm. Would you think you'd be recording any more? Because it's not really but not what people might have expected from you, is it? Not really. So, I mean, that's what people have written there. It's unusual, but... I thought people would expect me to do a bit of crooning. Um, it, I, I read, and I mean, one can never believe these things, really, I know, but I read that, that, that the band were having a 12-month holiday. Uh, yeah, we couldn't afford a 12-month holiday. We're having a break and maybe a month's holiday. I was going to say, 12 months is quite a long time. So, for, for instance, uh is o. Instead of month, it's month. Month. So what's another word... Where you would like sun would be sown. Would it? Sun, yes. Sun has a U in it though. Month has an O in it. You can be like month. Month. That makes sense. Sun. But no, I think I can hear. Sun. I think. The sun comes out. Yeah. Comes out. <laughs> comes out. <laughs> it is the like sun that. comes out. It is. It's just about. It's all about the O. Hot cross bones. <laughs> Hot cross you know what? Echo and the Bony Men. That's what he said. Yeah. Echo and the, the Bony Men. All right, all right, all right. Echo and the Bony Men tour starts tomorrow, August 15th, 2022. USA and Canada tour. This is Shane. Courtney's busy right now, so I'm just closing out this episode. She's been working hard to edit it so we can bring it to your ears before this run of shows from the band. Um, it's always a pleasure to produce these, and it's always nice to hear from you if you listened to it and enjoyed it. Uh, we certainly enjoy making it for you. Uh, if you want to drop us a line, it's echoinherepodcast at gmail.com. 
and we'll see you at the show.